Welcome to the Junior League of Greater Princeton Centennial Podcast, a show where we're sharing some of the most incredible, important, and memorable moments in our organization's 100-year history. In this episode, new member Sharice and Tara talk to some of our members about the Designer Showhouse and Garden. Absence. Her name is Sharice York, and we are currently in the 2020-21 new members class for the Junior League of Greater Princeton. And as new members, we were tasked with selecting an interview topic for the Junior League's 2021 Centennial Podcast. And the premise of the project is to not only become more familiar with the provisional and sustaining members, but to also help assist in preserving the league's rich history. So the interview topic that Sharice and I have selected is the show house and gardens. So on this evening, we have past and present committee women, and I like to call them the show house warriors. So without <laughs> further ado, let's get this started. We're going to have like a round table. And I just want to um, learn more about the show house and gardens and learn about this, the most amazing, amazing fundraiser and initiative for the Junior League of Greater Princeton. Christy K on here. I saw Christy K. I saw Mara. I saw Judy, Wendy, Minda, Kathy, right? Who else am I missing? Katie. Katie, hey. Hey, Judy. I'm just, did I miss anybody else? So again, this is our new members for 2021. Sharice and myself. And Sharice absent, and we are so excited to be part of the Junior League new member class. So, <laughs> I can hear Katie giggling. <laughs> so, my heart thumping. Yeah. That was the this this was the one. Your slide is the one that Katie and I co-chaired. Oh really? Oh wow! So this so tell me about this slide here. Tell me a little bit about this um this house here. Is it priority? It was like an old. This was an old haunted house that's on the uh, grounds of the Hun School of Princeton. And it's, you know, I don't even remember how old it's like, I don't know, 100, 100 is, I don't know. It's, I think it was 1930s. Old. Was it? Yeah. And, you know, we always used to say that uh, there was a ghost upstairs that would, you know, <laughs> move pictures around and turn the lights on and off. And, you know, it was very, very creepy because it was made of cinder, cinder block. Really? <laughs> Did you ever see anybody in a window? <laughs> I, I didn't personally, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there if there was a friend lurking around. Mara, did you or no? Just lights <laughs> off and on, and uh, <laughs> I yeah, set up in a few times at the end of the day when I was the last one leave the house uh, during the installation. Uh, like I can turn it off all the lights, put the alarm on, and <laughs> lights goes on. So, yes. oh, wow. It was uh, Bon Giovanni, I believe. It was the ghost of uh, Bon yeah. Giovanni. Yeah, it was yeah. the um, the upstairs, the third floor. There was a staircase that went up, and one of the designers had put very meticulously hung these beautiful paintings going up the staircase, and they were there. And I I remember this night very specifically because Minda and Katie and I were there, and we were we we ended up going to eat after. And I ran upstairs to go to the bathroom 
and there's a very small landing at the top of the stairs and the bathroom was right there. And right. the pictures that had been hung were all laying next to each other, exactly <laughs> side by side. It happened <laughs> twice. It happened um, twice. Because yeah, at the time, yeah, not the time, it was me and Anna Marie and I. We found yeah. exactly the same frame, like somebody was putting on the stairs. So, like, like Alfred did not like, like us at all. <laughs> show how, our show houses, because they were so old, are like kind of, you know, renowned for kind of having their special friends lurking around in the, in the basements and in the, in there the attics. Idiosyncrasies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this, this particular house, didn't Einstein uh, play the piano in the, mm -hmm. in the conservatory? conservatory? Yeah. yeah. In this house. So this is the house here. I'm looking at it like, Oh wow. Mm -hmm. So if I remember So this is the side view of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I remember some of the Oh no, this is the back. Is Actually, this how... is the backyard. Oh, because that's the dining room there in the middle. Yeah. 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 Right. If I how remember... many rooms did a house house have? Oh gosh. Like um, a lot. One. Like twenty. One. Not it didn't have that many rooms. It had like twenty something spaces. Yeah, because there was uh, on the was the kitchen also was another staircase and was right. another space that went back up to like a secret room upstairs yeah. in the back. Mm -hmm. If I if I just counted in my head correctly, I'm think it had thirteen rooms in the main house, and then it had kind of a cloister that went down right. the side, and then there was like a another house. Yeah, another little kind of house that had three rooms with the secret upstairs. Yeah, awesome. Wow, that's amazing. So I want to talk about the history of the Showhouse Gardens oh, and how it came that. about. Right. So we're going to take a trip down memory lane. Oh, that's so my book, kind of, So if you can um, talk about the history of the Showhouse Gardens, Showhouse and Gardens, and how it came about. Wow. Kathy, do you want to take that? I'm not sure how it was that the... Um, Junior League of Greater Princeton started with them because that was before I joined. I joined in 87 and there had been two or three before. We, um, we had our first show house at Barley Sheep, which was in 1973. But they are a traditional Junior League fundraiser. There are many right. other Junior Leagues that use them too. And so I imagine it was one of these things. Uh, our Junior League had at one time had a thrift store and I think that went you know, began to not be raising enough money and that this right. became an alternative. Right. It served us well for a number of years. Mm. Yeah, we did, how many did we do? 30, 15? Let's see, 16, 17? Yeah, 17, because we did one every other year and it was our signature fundraiser and it raised the money that we used for our programs for two years. So it funded our league for two years. So, you know, it was quite, uh, I mean, it was a huge undertaking and it took a year to plan it and then, you know, a half a year to, to actually, uh, you know, go through with it. Sounds so. like a lot. So mm -hmm. what is the purpose of the show house and gardens and what are some of the initiatives that it supports? Well, the purpose from our standpoint was to raise money that would then fund our various um, philanthropic projects, our, um, basically our uh, league projects that were based on, you know, like now we're using food security, but at various times we had different um, initiatives. And then they would also fund annual grants that we gave to other organizations. 
Um, but it also gave us a lot of visibility in the area and they were great for recruiting new members. It was a way that people be got to know who we were and what we were doing um, and gave us some visibility in um, our community as well. Um, people who may not have known what we were doing that would become aware of us, you know, just through the uh, visiting the show house. So let me ask the question. So what is the one thing you absolutely love about being a member of the Junior League and share your most memorable highlight of your favorite show houses? Well, who wants to start? Judy, you want to start? Okay. So what do I love about the Junior League? I love the women. I love the women because... The women who join the Junior League, especially the Junior League of Greater Princeton, um, are such impressive women. Um, I'm, I never am disappointed when I meet a Junior League member from Junior League of Greater Princeton because she is smart, intelligent, um, resourceful, um, and a good friend. So um, I love the friendships that I've made through the Junior League of Greater Princeton. My favorite memory, Oh, I have so many, I have so many memories <laughs> of Junior League show houses. I'll speak to the 1999 Junior League show house um, that I co-chaired with Cynthia Davis and Meredith Christie. And we had this opportunity to come upon, um, upon us. We knew this house was available, um, that it could possibly be a show house and a developer had purchased it and he, we met with him to see if we could mutually benefit each other in purpose. And um, we were very nervous, not knowing if we were gonna get a yes or a no, but we finished the meeting and um, it was Mr. Sanford shown. And uh, we said, well, um, do you think we could go forward? He goes, oh yeah, well, you already have the house. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So um, just, you know, that whole um, unknown of if you're ever going to find a house when you have <laughs> a show house to put on, the hardest thing, the very first thing you have to do is find outs. And so that was a major, major coup on our part is to just to, to get the property. So, great memory. Anybody else? I, I would echo that, that the Junior League was... Um, the way I met women in this area outside of work, um, who I became friends with, the Junior League and my sorority alumni group. And in fact, I joke, my husband and I, are, you know, thinking of moving somewhere else in retirement. And, you know, we've been to a few places to visit. And I said, as we were driving around, I said, okay, well, this meets my um, requirements. There are the stores that I like to shop at. And I know there's a Gamma Phi Beta alum group and a junior league here. So I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has to fend for himself, right? But you're coming. Right. <laughs> wow. That's great. <laughs> um, but, uh, and, and the thing about the show house was basically everyone had to have some sort of job involved with it, you know, and uh, a placement that we called. And it got everyone working on one project for one purpose. So it really, I think, kind of united the um, league around one thing. Awesome. So how I'm, 
Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Who was that? Go ahead, Christy. Yeah. No. Well, I was just going to say, I loved, I graduated college and I moved to Manhattan and that's where I first joined the junior league in New York city. And I was looking for volunteer opportunities and I had heard about the junior league in the past, um, you know, just from growing up um, and having heard of volunteer organizations. And I loved that the junior league was a place where I could do volunteer work that was super organized, that was very targeted and that made a difference in my community. Um, that was huge. So my work and the work of my peers, you could really see it, a tangible impact that you could make. And I think most junior leagues, I've now been in three different ones. You can really see that. And I loved that it was transferable. So I moved a few times. So I was in the junior league, I think two or, uh, Princeton two or three different times. I was in New York, I was in Chicago. So I love the, you know, the, the aspect of making friends as well people who were like-minded, who liked to do volunteer work and who liked to make an impact in the community. And again, like-minded, I found a lot of easy friends and that was wonderful. So that was huge for the junior league for me. Awesome. I think for, for me, um, part of it is, um, not part of it, but a lot of my influence was that my mom was a junior leaguer, my sister, my sister-in-law. And so it's kind of something that's been in my family for some time. But it was really good for me because like Christy, I moved a few different places. Um, I was in the league in Cincinnati for quite some time. Well, not actually a very short time. Mm -hmm. um, I moved to Manhattan, but I was traveling so much. I, for my job, I was gone three or four days a week. I couldn't do anything. But when I moved to New Jersey, I, I needed something. And it, it, I, I have to say it was something, it was like an old friend that I could rely on. And so I, I ended up when I came to Princeton, it had been so long since I had been, you know, involved in Cincinnati, I actually ended up just rejoining and doing my provisional year over because I wanted to have a class of people that um, I got to know really well and work together with Mara is one of them. Um, I think Katie and Minda were just ahead of us. And you know, a lot of us are still very like in that from that class, we're all we're still very close. Um, some people have moved, but it's, it's something that it's, it's kind of like a warm blanket, um, that no matter where you go, especially in this country, parts of Great Britain, um, you know, that you have a home, you know, that you have a little bit of a home there that you can, that you can rely on, that you can go to, and that you're going to have a support system. And, um, and like you said, like, like-minded people and, to further that with the show house, something that I always kind of felt like with the show house, especially a lot of us who have really been in the trenches, all of these ladies, we've been in the trenches together. There's a really great sense of just camaraderie. I um, see that. We, 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 we survived, uh, you know, in a good, a good one, not a bad one, not a bad one, but we like, it's like we survived these battles together and um, I think we all, for the most part, like everybody works really well together. We look for solutions. We don't look for problems. And it just really sort of, there's a bond that sort of happens with it. Yeah. Wendy is the reason why I stay during my provisional year. <laughs> when, Wendy, I joined, you got, when I you got joined the league. Say. When we joined the league in 2009, I had no idea what I was assigned for. Like, it was through my uh, past president, Barbara Di Costanzo. They, she asked me to come on the admission session. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. 
it was uh, my kids were little, my English was not so great. <laughs> uh, so I joined the league and I never forget one of the first meetings I told Wendy. I didn't know Wendy. First time I met her, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know if I'm going to stay. And Wendy, she's like, we're going to do this together. And, uh, <laughs> and then here I am, like 12 years later, we really <laughs> a sister. <laughs> and the, the same year, and there was the show house, the Good Acres, um, a great road. And when I met Minda. Uh, was my first shift and I was in the cafe with Minda and it was the <laughs> click <laughs> and I fell in love with the show house and everything was uh, was involved. And Tara, you're also talking to like the most show house junkies that yeah. there are. You know, like, right. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm just like in awe. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask another question. So what was what are what, what was your favorite show house out of all? Out of all the show houses, what was your favorite? The most, like, if you could do it all over again, you would go back and just do that show house or just continue to have that show house. Or What was your most favorite show house? In, in my case, the last one, the, the first holiday show house. It will be forever <laughs> in my heart. And uh, <laughs> I hope we can have another one. It was a lot of work. It was, uh, I was chairing the... This show has with the Katie and Judy, but it was amazing. The atmosphere, the holiday, the, all the decoration, uh, everything. <laughs> was nice. Everything was beautiful, beautiful. From the minute that you walk inside the door, the beautiful giving tree that we uh, we set up uh, in the hallway to the stormers snow the night before the big opening. <laughs> <laughs> Polar Every vortex. Yes, yeah. vortex. Yes. <laughs> Everything, everything was amazing. And I would go back. To it was the only show it. house, Mara, where it snowed during the patrons party. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But it was yes. perfect. It should have snowed. What's that? What's the patrons party? It's oh, that was our party. big gala. Yeah. Uh, so a patrons party was a big gala event um, ticket only the night before the show house opened. Yeah. So that Black would be tie, like a Saturday night fun. and then we'd open on a Sunday and then we'd probably be closed on Monday and then open up regular hours on yeah. the next week. Um, but it was, it was often a large percentage of the funds that we raised during the show house came from patrons party. Well, we would really look forward to patrons party. You know, that was the thing, you know, you, we, you know, all get, gussied up in our black tie and our husbands oh, so got dressed up and oh yeah. yeah it was black tie yeah. and you know you just really looked forward to it because that meant usually the night before you were still installing until like three o'clock in the morning because yeah. the designers <laughs> would just finish yeah. right as the you know right as the patrons party was starting so you know you would have been up probably 48 hours by that point but you know you just had a great time and you knew what was to come in the next month because you were doing a great thing by, you know, raising all these funds for our programming. And that's what it's all about. You know, we're all volunteers and we're all, you know, in it for the same reason, you know, whether it's, you know, joining, I joined to make friends. Um, and, you know, here's one of my, probably four of my closest friends, you know, are, are in the <laughs> league now. And, uh, you know, and, and that says a lot about how um, it endures and the camaraderie that, you know, you build, especially during Showhouse when you're together, you know, 24 hours a day, you know, yep. 
uh, Katie and I raised our kids there, you know, and, oh my and gosh. Yeah. pictures <laughs> of our, you know, our 14 year old were three. <laughs> yeah. And designers and- come to the show, the um, party as well. And for them, the lead up to it has been a real time crunch. They have a very, you know, short period of time in which to get their room or their space in order and, you know, decorated. And it's, it's a big celebration. So let's talk about how the, um, how are the homeowners or how, 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 how are they selected and how are the designers selected to participate in the show house garden? I'd say finding the house is probably the biggest aspect of having a, success, a successful show house because one, you, you know, you can't do it without a house. And two, it's hard to find one that is really perfect for the show house experience um, that has like a good traffic flow through it, is big enough, has big enough and grand enough rooms um, and where the homeowners are willing to give it to you for the time you need. They have to move out. So they're moving out of the house and they're just entrusting their house over to (laughs) the show house warriors and then like. That's it? Like, yes. Well, oftentimes, are as surprised as you to find that out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and oftentimes the homes are for sale. So they look at it as a really good opportunity to have some foot traffic. Possibly. Not everyone that attends a show house uh, as a visitor is in the market for a multi million dollar home, but it doesn't hurt. And the home gets a lot of PR in the community. So that's. That's always nice. And the, the homeowners, that's for the homeowners. That's um, sometimes been very interesting. Uh, Mara and Judy and I had a delightful experience with our homeowners at the Holiday Show House. And Minda and I did as well with, um, well, there was a little bit of between the sisters, the Bon Giovannis, right, mm-hmm. Minda? The mm-hmm. sisters. Um, they were a little fighting, but. A little bit of friction, but not, we weren't a part of that, thankfully. That was, <laughs> that was the, the sisters, but um so and that can be very interesting. I, Kathy or um, Judy, if y'all have experiences with your homeowners, but I don't know if, how colorful those might be, but uh, we got lucky, I think, the last two show houses. Yeah. Yeah. Most people, of course, are very emotionally attached to their house, and some of these emotions <laughs> come out. Then we've had some situations where that wasn't an issue because the house was owned by essentially a business. So, for example, in the one that Judy was involved with that was owned by a developer. Um, And uh, we did one that was on the grounds of the um, Princeton Theological Seminary was a faculty home. And and they were, you know, we were dealing there with um, the, you know, buildings and grounds people who who run the seminary and not um, a occupying homeowner. So, Mm -hmm. So it makes it a little different. And um, at Regents Mead, as Kathy said, the developer was returning the property into an assisted living. Uh, at least that was his intent. It actually never did um, go through with the township. Um, but his intent was, and he there was the house was huge. It actually had a servants' quarters, and he he took over those little servants' quarters and made it his own little office. And so he was promoting his own causes along with ours. And actually Cynthia and I had to have some discussions with him, you know, because we wanted this to be about the junior league, not about Regents Mead, the future home of, 
Um, so <laughs> that was a little dicey at times too. So but did he have permission to take over? So he just took, he didn't just take over the service quarters, did he? Um, he did. Well, he owned, <laughs> he owned the property. Oh, okay. <laughs> he did. And Tara, you know, Judy's house was the most profitable in all of our show house history. Uh -huh. Really? How much that has also, how much did you bring in Judy? We brought in $198,000. Awesome. Really? Yes, ma'am. And that awesome. sustained the league for three years, right, it Judy? It sustained us for three years. Wow. Right. Versus and actually, two. that was very timely because in 2001, we were having difficulty awesome. finding a home, or we had a home and it fell through. And so we just postponed until the next year. So, and that's that happened along the way, too, right? You get mm -hmm. so close to a home and you think that you get so excited and emotional about it. And then it falls apart. In yeah. fact, Minda and I went to see the uh, a property at the American Boy Choir and we thought, this is so great. It's wonderful. We loved it. We invited a designer, one of our top designers in to look at it. And she said, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I would never work here. <laughs> and she was one of our favorite designers. One of the favorites. But, okay. So how are the designers selected? Where do you get the designers from? Do you just post or... Um, is there like, um, like a sign up or, or is it by word of mouth or how, how, how does are, that work? Are, um, our designers who have worked on, you know, many, many of our houses and many credit the junior league for, you know, really bringing their businesses to life. And, um, so they, what they do is they would submit, you know, like kind of a bid for the favorite room that they would want. And then they would do a, you know, a mood board and a design board. And then we would vet each one of those and see which fit into the best spaces. And, um, and, you know, some, most of the time they, most designers were rejected for the spaces that they wanted. They would get a secondary space that, you know, we would need to assign to them because, you know, we really wanted the best possible matching to each you know, to each space that was in the house. I mean, each, each house was, you know, huge. So you had so many spaces to decorate. Oh. Same with landscapers, you know, we would carefully vet landscapers for outside because you wanted it to be the, the most beautiful it could possibly be to raise the most money. And, and just to add to this for like some of the spaces, just to get kind of a, a broader picture of it, spaces could have been really, really big, like a master bedroom or a, um, a living room or a dining room. And then some of what I think turned out to be some of the, the neatest spaces were the ones that were the smaller spaces, like the butler's pantry. Um, I think the butler's pantry at Prairie Court was one of my favorite spaces for what they did with it. Um, I remember, <laughs> at, yeah, I remember at um, Great Road, um, Woodacres, um, the the hallway, mm -hmm. the hallway was absolutely beautiful. And it was just, it, it just kind of struck you. Um, so it's, you know, people always want the, what they think is the prestige of like, you know, the big room, the kitchen's always a big one too. And the kitchen, oof, kitchen's big. Oh, I'm a kitchen. Um, I love a yeah, kitchen. The, kitchen, the kitchens <laughs> are always, because it's hard with a kitchen because once you take over the house and the designers do everything, the rule is that it has to go back to exactly the way that it was before. Wait, wait, did you, you use, wait, wait. Yes. You so, I mean, you go in, yes. you fix all this, yes. this beautiful house. And yes. then, you, so what I'm hearing you say afterward, it has to go back to the way it was. Yes. If or, the homeowner if, wanted. Yeah. They had the option to keep it. 
there are some there are some homeowners who um, homeowners who will um, want it the way that it's been decorated and may even buy some of the things that are in the room. But in a lot of cases, the the design throughout the house is not cohesive. A different designer is doing each room, and so all of it is not going to appeal to the same homeowner. Okay. Um, and they will want some rooms, you know. Oh, I, I, you know, I don't really want my bedroom painted orange. Please return it. To <laughs> so you have to go. Wow, that that's a lot of work. Yes, and yeah. it's a lot of expense for the yes. designers who pay for yeah. everything themselves. So you know, the designers pay for anything. Pay for it, not the homeowners. <laughs> yeah, and the designers pay for, but there's also a part of it where um, we do have something called designer sales. So if people who are going through the home and say they see the perfect pedestal table they've been looking for and dreaming for their whole life. And there it is. They have the option to purchase that. Okay. Um, and then they can take possession of it after the show house is over. Um, I remember there was almost like a bidding war on a rug one time. Um, you know, it was two people really, you know, they wanted this rug. Um, and so anything that was in, in the house for the most part, um, you could buy through the designer sale. And, the, and that's okay. one way where they could try to, um, to earn some money off of it. And so we are also, there any show house nightmares? Mm-hmm. So many. <laughs> so many. Yeah. Losing the well, house. Well, how about lots of, lots of laughter, but lots of tears as well. Lights yeah. Out. Right. And also the, um, the anxiety and adrenaline standing in front of the Princeton Township Zoning Board, hoping <laughs> to God that <laughs> you get the permit for yes. this house, yes. uh, finding parking that doesn't upset neighbors and traffic flow and <laughs> unexpected power outages that last forever. Mm -hmm. yes. yeah, we, yeah, Husbands we. busting a circuit almost from having a steak and stogies. Um, <laughs> Minda and I yelling like crazy ladies at our husbands to shut a party down at 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And we didn't want to violate the noise. <laughs> the <ordinance. police. laughs> oh, wow. So how long is this show? At, like, what's the, the, the time frame from start to finish for the show house? Well, for full execution, it's like Minda said, a couple of years. Um, but the when it gets to crunch time is probably six months. Yeah. And then the show house back in the day was open for uh, maybe the longest would have been three weekends, ladies, three weeks or four, yeah. four weeks. Then it kind of dropped down a bit just because mm -hmm. of uh, staffing support. That was part of it. But uh, So what do you miss most about the show? We just miss it. We want Everything. it back. Even the craziness. It sounds amazing. Like, I'm just so Working with the other junior league members of all different ages and the amazing stories they have, you know, just women that you might not have otherwise met and having these cool, you know, interactions with them um, or designers or just people in the town who come through. Um, I grew up in the area. So seeing people, you know, I ran into teachers from elementary school, um, parents of friends or whatever, just working with these, the other women was just so much fun. The bonds you created, and yeah, it was, I, it was, it's a fun time. It's a fun time, but it's a ton of work for I even just love the members to just don't, who just come and work it. It's forget even executing it, but just even working your shifts was a lot. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, there is a huge for good, you know, good, bad, ugly, wonderful. There is such an element of just expect the unexpected. 
and you kind of never know what's going to happen the next day. Um, and like, like Christy said, you know, th there are some great surprises that happen running into people. Um, I grew up in Ohio and to my absolute shock and actual surprise, um, the homeowner for Prairie Court came. She was the daughter of the, the owners. They, who had, it was an estate. Was my elementary school principal. <laughs> All and the I, way, really? Yeah, like he was. She she had moved to. She was a she was a physician in Cincinnati, and she married my grammar elementary school principal. And they came to tour the house, and I saw him. And I, I, it, you know, it was like this crazy surprise. It was just so. And I grew up in a very very small community, so it was really kind of. It was, it was, it was nice to see him, um, you know, surprises on the other end, you know, we, we've had, we've had toilet issues, we've had <laughs> electrical issues, we've had, um, there, uh, what, what, uh, the nightmare everybody talks about the, um, the floor, the finish on the floor. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Decided the you would varnish the floor about half an hour before the patrons party started. <laughs> And, uh, so you ladies are actually working too. It's not just the designers. You're actually working. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Work. oh yeah. wow. Yeah, That's yeah. necessary. We would do what we had to do. Yeah. 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 We, so would clean the house, we would clean the house. We would clean the toilets. Chair, putting the work clothes on before paid work gloves before patrons party to haul yeah. off the trash. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have oh. to sleep there? No. 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 Anna Marie and I, we were at the priority court until three o'clock in the morning because there was an <laughs> issue in the kitchen. To put it uh, the floor, and uh, yes, it was. Yeah, came back home around three thirty, and then I remember the day after was the press uh, relief, and I was uh, at the house again by eight thirty. Yes, pretty much. Anna Marie and I were sleeping. <laughs> you women are warriors. You deserve that title, <laughs> Showhouse Warriors. Like, rip. wow. I think well, I, I'll I share. Think the, oh, go ahead, Judy. Sorry, Katie. I'll share. Mm -hmm. um, what I miss, I, I miss a lot about the, the show house, but it was a project you could really sink your teeth into. And it was like, you live, breathed and, and slept it. And um, when it all came together mm -hmm. and it was ready to open, or maybe like during the show house, the whole thing, it was just a thing of beauty. There was mm -hmm. fresh flowers almost in every room. You walk from room to room and it smelled so beautiful. The lighting, the the decorations, it was just magical. It was just really mm -hmm. magical. Uh, it was just a thing of beauty. Uh, just and a tremendous sense of accomplishment as well. Yeah, yeah. the accomplishment. I yep. bet you during the holidays too. I, I, I Christmas is my favorite. Well, the holiday <laughs> season is just my favorite holiday, and I would have loved to just you know. <laughs> visit a show house during that time I could just imagine it had to be beautiful yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that well I miss it terribly as all of y'all know but I just I think it's so unfortunate that the new members won't have this opportunity I mean maybe they will in the future and I hope but I think that's so so unfortunate that mm -hmm. they can't there's nothing right now and I'm, I'm, I think we all agree we never want to close that door completely because we love right, it right. so much. Yeah. Uh, but I wish they had this opportunity to work together and the I mean, blood, sweat and tears. Maybe there was blood, I don't know, from some cleaning and <laughs> <laughs> but definitely sweat and tears. 
Um, but so much pride, um, like Kathy said, and the accomplishment. And there's nothing like walking through the house with the chairs and your committee heads um, right before everybody comes in or getting there early and having Diet Cokes nonstop in the garage cafe. <laughs> yeah. the garage. I like that garage cafe. Uh, it's everything Thank you, about Diet it. Coke. It's, it's, yeah. It's so, it's so much hard work, but you forget about every single bit of it and nothing but love. All of us love, mm -hmm. love, love it. Yes. And I don't I know how angst and <laughs> you know, so there's a Late lot of night. that, but yeah. we do it again in a minute. All of us oh, right yeah. here would do it, and many yep. others would do it in a minute. <laughs> Actually, the angst are the stories that we relive and tell and we <laughs> laugh and laugh uh -huh. and laugh about yeah. some of these things. I mean, it, there's there's too many to go into and there's too much, but there are just there are just certain times where and it, it goes back to the camaraderie thing. It goes back mm -hmm. to the like, you know, we're in the foxhole together thing. And um, <laughs> and there are times where, you know, there, there's a few, you know, a lot of us who are still very good friends and we'll just bring something up and nobody can keep their composure <laughs> at the time it happened we were crying for a different reason. <laughs> now it's crying from laughter. So uh -huh. it's, it's, you know, it's something it's, I think somebody else said this before. It's, it's almost like birthing a baby. <laughs> um, you forget about, you know, everything's just joy and happiness after that baby arrives. And when that show house is finished, it's like the birth of the baby. I see the pride. I mean, I'm, I'm just, just sitting here. Um, talking to you ladies and, and, and just, you know, watching just like, I can see the pride in your face and it's I, like, I'm sorry that we won't, well, I won't say we'll never, we're going to hope that um, it comes <laughs> back. But I, I do have a, uh, a question because I hear um, teamwork and I hear the camaraderie. How would you describe working as a team um, committee person? How did it build or strengthen your leadership relationship skills as it relates to working with other, your fellow uh, junior leaders? Oh, well, you know, a patience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I think like, you know, there's a famous saying that, you know, you can, you can tell someone's a ju junior leader by the way they conduct their meetings and by the way they carry themselves and the way they act professionally. And I think that, you know, really kind of, we all kind of would take such pride in it and, you know, it would help us develop our leadership skills. You know, they said, you know, there were a, a few show house co-chairs that became presidents. And uh, I was going to ask that next question. So I heard that most co-chairs of the show house are likely to become um, presidents. Why? Uh, and, and how are, so how, why is that? And how are the co-chairs selected? They're rock stars. That's why it happens. And everyone <laughs> gets to see, I've been neither a chair nor a, pre a president, but you've been a chair of yes, committee. Not of the show house, yeah. not of the show house. You see, at least from the lay perspective, I, I have always seen their incredible hard work, the professionalism, because as you said, interacting amongst people, as someone watching, you watch these women who are blood, tears, and sweat. Um, working so hard, managing a variety of tasks and people, and we're all different and we're all volunteers. Um, so very often they're incredible standout leaders and there are many on this call right now. And so it would lend themselves. If you can pull off a show house, you could certainly, you know, run the junior league. So, and we have some of them. You should talk about your experiences. 
Because <laughs> you guys rock. <laughs> You're right. Rock. Uh, they're on here now, right? Mm-hmm. I think Two everybody does, though. And, and like Judy, I think Judy or Kathy was saying, every member of the league was involved in Show House. So you, it was it was amazing for everyone to be a part of something together, even though we still had placements to support the league, other business, this was just in addition to, so that what we call it a double placement year when show house was um, happening. So people just, you know, everyone just stepped up and, and there were some that had a little bit extra time to devote to it. But as Christy said, it's volunteers. So understanding that everyone is giving even that much more of themselves during such a, a demanding time. Some women worked, some didn't, traveled into the city for work. There was a lot going on with every individual, but somehow everyone was able to, to give a little bit more um, with this common goal. It was special. Oh, Sharice is on. Hi, Sharice. Oh, and we, and we tapped into a lot of our sustainers. You know, they helped fill all of the shifts that our active members weren't the able to fill. Thursday. I mean, we had, you know, you know, by the droves, they would come and sign up for these shifts. And some of them would, you know, send in the little paper ballot, you know, to Wendy and <laughs> sign up for their shifts. And they'd get there and, you know, and they were just so proud of these, you know, of these show houses because they just love them so much, you know. You know, were new members allowed to, yeah. um, yes. new members yeah, were allowed absolutely. to sign up? Yes. yes. Everyone, everyone, everyone had, to, had to participate. All hands on deck, you know, mm-hmm. something that I think I forget, I forget which show house we were, we were, um, we were talking about this, but like with some quick calculations, you have to figure that by about, by the average of what every show house made, which was in the six figures, you know, low six figures. If you expanded that to a year, a group of volunteers, strictly volunteers, no paid staff, we basically ran what would be considered, if it ran over a year, a multi-million dollar business in five weeks. Um, That's impressive. So if you think about everything that goes in into running a business, everything that would go into like, you know, a small corporation, you know, we had not by title, but you had a CEO, you had a COO, you had a CFO, you had an HR director, you had a shift supervisor. Mm-hmm. Um, you had you had you had the, the 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 workers. You had subcontractors. You know, all of this stuff was managed. Which I, I now that like I'm this is coming out of my mouth, and I'm thinking like, my God, how did we do this? Um, <laughs> but if you seventeen really, times, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you think and 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 we willingly did it again. And, and, again, again, and again, and again, and again. <laughs> and so if you, if you take all of this and it doesn't matter, you know, my, I, I kind of equate this to show house, you know, my dad used to always say, it doesn't matter what job somebody has in the company, that job is important or it wouldn't be there. Right. Every single person is important or they, they, they wouldn't be there. Um, so everything was important from the chairs to the, the committee chairs, the designer show, the, the designer chairs, everything was an important job. Nothing was too big, nothing was too small. And, you know, one of the most important things that people, um, and I'm gonna give her a huge shout out right now. Um, we did have the garage cafe. There really was a cafe in the garage. <laughs> and 
let me tell you, you've got people coming in and out. You're dealing with ca- a lot of cash. I think we started taking credit cards at squares at one time. Um, the only time we ever came out to the penny properly with our accounting is when Mara did it. <laughs> Mara. Mara. Mara did it. And we also, we also called in our husband a few times because they own restaurants. They know how to do this. And so it was so funny because at one point I, I just, I think, I think Mara, I think it was prior court. I just looked at you and I was like, can you, you know, I did the scheduling for a few show houses. I was like, Mara, can you please just be cafe person? Like, whatever. That's all I need. But <laughs> so what was in the cafe? Y'all had, you have food in the cafe? Mm-hmm. Yep. In a restaurant. It was a restaurant. We ran a restaurant while we ran the show house. <laughs> And, and a boutique. Like boutique. boutiques. There was also a boutique, which was like a shop. And, yeah. you know, the boutique committee had to figure out how to stock the, sh- the shop, um, whatever way they wanted to, if they were going to get vendors, if they were going to do, wow. um, uh, if they were going to buy the inventory or if it was going to be consignment or whatever. But the boutique was another big income generator. And that was fun. Oh, we all went shopping in the boutique too. <laughs> Because there was always fabulous merchandise there. Oh, yeah. That was either that in, you know, another room of the house or another, you know, part of the garage. Basement. Sometimes it was in the basement. Sometimes the basement. Mm-hmm. Art, art gallery. gallery. We had an art gallery. <laughs> art, gallery. art gallery. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah we remember we yeah. did have an art gallery at um, Wood Acres. Wood Acres. Yeah. We did. Yeah, that was yep. great. In the basement. Mm-hmm. That was really great. Well, and, you know, gonna, and I was going to say, uh, Tara, in answer to your question about how um, the league found that the chairs, sometimes people self-submitted, but sometimes they didn't. And sometimes, you know, nominating placement person would just pick up the phone and call who, I guess, among the committee consensus, who would be a good idea to do that, um, which is what happened in my case, because um, I had already had, I was treasurer of the league at the time when I was asked to be show house and I said, yes, I'd want to be show, but not, um, you know, not yet, <laughs> um, which is the common answer that, that you'll get from, from somebody like, uh, I'm not ready for that. Um, so yeah, that I probably would have been me. Um, uh, and, I don't know. <laughs> and my co-chair actually was supposed to be Barbara Kirk, but then she moved. And so I was alone. And so we had to scramble and find somebody else. And that person was Cynthia Davis. And I, she was saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I finally <laughs> picked up the phone and I called her. I said, Cynthia, if you do this, I'll do this. And I'll have your back and you'll have mine. And we did. And <laughs> neither of us regretted it in the least. I mean, we're just so happy that we did. So it was just that sort of thing where, you know, it's the support. We all supported each other. Um, and that's and how we thankfully, our partners and husbands supported us. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we were gone. We were gone. Yeah, we were gone a lot. But they, you know, they make friends with each other, you know. They made right. friends with each other too. And you absolutely too. need support um, from mm-hmm. your friends and from your family. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think all the husbands are, I was just telling my husband this just the other day when I asked him to print a whole bunch of handbooks for sustainers. <laughs> so, you know, you get an honorary pen. If there's one for husbands, there needs to be, right? Honorary member of the Junior League of Greater Princeton. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> They're terrific. But even with them, um, I think it's so interesting how we're matched up with with women, when someone um, asked me from nominating, Minda was already in place to be the chair. And they said, would you be interested in being a co-chair? Like before they could even finish talking, like, yes. And then like, oh wait, does Minda know that you asked him? You're asking me, is that okay? (laughs) 
but always yes and and terrified and excited and uh, but there's such a nice mix of skills and ideas and creativity and it just all works so beautifully together um, across the board like Wendy said is we're all the same we're all delivering this product to the public as a fundraiser so at the end of it we're all you know we can all celebrate that huge accomplishment have an opportunity to try new things so depending where you are in life I feel like the junior league in general the show house Mm -hmm. specifically you get to you know try your hat we're meant to be women developing women Mm -hmm. and this is just another example of the many of all you know everything within the league I feel like is that opportunity to develop yourself so you could choose to you know develop yourself in other ways and that's wonderful you know hone in on skills depending where you are if you have a career but you want to try something else if you're not working um, I've not worked for years and I really loved the junior league because I used to be an event planner and I've been able to do those things. Um, and at the show house, you know, one year, that's what I did. Um, and that's a blessing, you know, be able to hone your skills and keep on keeping yourself relevant and working hard and or trying new things. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, just to give Christy a special shout out, when we did the holiday show house, she was quite the salesperson at the giving tree. <laughs> oh my goodness. How many little ornaments did Christy sell? <laughs> All of them? <laughs> Helps to have a local. <laughs> oh, I still have a whole bunch of the ornaments too. And I actually love that. Like I had fun selling them, but I, to this moment, to this day, my kids, they're getting older. Um, they were really young when I was in the junior league, but I love that they see those um, and they see that, you know, wait, mama, what was this from? And I'm like, well, this is from the junior league, the show house is an ornament. And they have this little ornament that has someone's name in it, like that, that a child decorated. And then we sold. And I love that there's also a lesson in that. I had so mm-hmm. much fun selling them because I like mm-hmm. to talk. You could tell. Um, <laughs> but I love that there's a keepsake and a memory. And I love that every year and Christmas time when we put those ornaments up, I get to remind my kids that when I'm busy sometimes, and there have been years when I've been really busy with the junior league, um, that that's what it's for, that that ornament is going to a project. The money that we raise from me buying those is going to this thing that's going to help awesome. people in the community. Mm-hmm. And so we get to have a lot. We get to have the friendships. We get to have the hard work. We get to have, you know, um, ameliorating our own selves. We get to pass on lessons, positivity lessons and have fun. Awesome. So if there was one um, bit of advice, um, just imagine the show house was, was coming back right? It's going to come back. We're going to hope that it comes back. So what would be one piece of advice that you would give to a new member um, or a provisional member who never served on the show house committee? Um, what type of advice would you give them before, but before, if they had interest and they wanted to sign up? I'd probably say you know, if you're interested in something and you've never done it before, give it a try because the show house was a great place to try things out. It was kind of, you know, it was, it was a great place to learn from, um, you know, other league members who had that experience and were willing to share it all with you. So it's like kind of jump in and give it a try as, as we do in the junior league in general, you know, we just try stuff out and sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't, but it never hurts to try, I think. Awesome. Agree. And with the, the, the skills and the leadership that you're sharing, your experiences, what you're learning, 
And not to mention you will meet your best friends. So go for it. I say go for it. Hard work, but incredibly rewarding. If that person were actually going to be a chair, start early. <laughs> wow. Hey. Well, ladies, this was amazing. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I just um, want to thank you. But before I go any further, Sharice is actually on. So I want would love for Sharice to have a couple of words or if she had anything that she wanted to ask um, as it relates to the show. How? Uh, hi, everyone. Hi. Thank, you. Hi. Thank you so much for sharing um, your experience with the show house. We definitely appreciate it. Um, Tara and I, we've been having like little side conversations about how we can possibly bring it back. So I'm glad that you guys shared some advice for us. If we was to do it in the near future, I hope that all you guys will be available for us to contact in case we get stuck and we get a little confused and we don't know exactly what to do. Um, so we can definitely use you as a resource. Um, that would be greatly appreciated. But I do, I appreciate everyone's time um, today for helping us out and having this conversation with us to making this podcast a great podcast today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for you everything. ladies rock. You. Um, again, <laughs> if I had a thousand tongues, I couldn't thank you enough. Like, I really can't wait. I know Sharice um, has the same sentiment. I can't wait to meet you in person. You ladies are awesome. Annual dinner. Soon. Hey. We will be your steering committee if you do the show. Yes. Yeah, you know what, Judy? I agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. All of you. Yeah, so there's a, I'm not sure if you ladies know that there's a steering committee with every show house, which is made up of women who've had key leadership roles in show houses in the past. So they serve as advisors and you meet with your steering committee, which is about 10 to 15 women and uh, with incredible experience and advice. And uh, we meet with them once a month during the process. So they are, it's, it's great. They become great friends too. And this is how we know a lot of sustainers that have been involved have deep experience in show house. So we're there. Yes. The answer is yes. I absolutely love advisors. I love learning and yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Junior League of Greater Princeton Centennial Podcast. The Junior League of Greater Princeton is an organization of women committed to promoting volunteerism, developing the potential of women, and improving communities through effective action and leadership of trained volunteers. Its purpose is exclusively educational and charitable. We value community. It is the heart of all we do. Volunteerism, the way we make a difference in our communities. Leadership, the development of individual potential and the collective power of women as leaders. Collaboration, the relationships we develop within our organization and through service with others. And respect for our members' time, energy, and well-being. Since its founding in 1921, the Junior League of Greater Princeton has been an organization of women bringing people and needs together. We welcome all women over the age of 21 who demonstrate a commitment to volunteerism, regardless of race, religion, or national origin. Currently, there are nearly 250 active, provisional, and sustaining members from Mercer, Middlesex, and Bucks counties and the surrounding areas. The Junior League of Greater Princeton is part of the Association of Junior Leagues International, which includes 292 leagues in the United States, Canada, Mexico, and Great Britain. For more information about what we do in the organization or how to get involved, visit www.jlgp.org.